Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality. It's September 12th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is for sure Walt Silva, and we're hoping Dolly Howard. <laughs> she got a new computer, so we're a little confused. But I think you're there, Dolly, and just a second, because I've got you muted so that you didn't have to touch anything. <laughs> I didn't touch, but I'm on my old computer. Oh, you're on your old computer. Oh, okay. Yes, I Because... It wouldn't ring in on my new computer. But I had my new computer up so that you could, I could do it on the new computer because of the headphones. But then Annette came in and I had just woken up and I didn't know. I, so anyway, I'm on my old computer. Oh, okay. And well, you kept complaining about the uh, color. (laughs) So. Yes. But you're not looking at the old, the new computer. You're back on the old one so you can mute yourself and, you know. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, all right. Hi out there in Radio Land. (laughs) Dolly, you want to say hi? (laughs) Hi, y'all. Oh, my gosh. And Walter. There you you are. See see how um, Walter Silva Computer Servicing, rescuing our sheriffs every day. There you have it. <laughs> you got to move next door to her, though, Walter. <laughs> yes, really. I need you to be right next door. Uh-huh. All I have to do is open the window and say, Walt! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I, well, I was getting really wigged out because you had the list for the show. You said you had a list. I went, oh, thank God. Because we did the Shungite show this morning, and it was, uh, well, we did it. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I didn't get in till the second hour. Annette and I were in the pool. Uh, I couldn't get myself to get out in time. Well, anyway, um, so let's just touch up. Let's just give uh, Walt a, a, an update on what's happening in the political world. you want an update, Walter? Sure, you're the only ones that have your finger on the pulse of it, so... <laughs> well, we're not... You're my, my source. <laughs> we're we're your... We'll put it this way, we are your only source. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I tell you people already that... give me the data pre-digested and pre-analyzed and pre-suffered. Right. So I, right. I don't have to suffer because you already did the suffering for me. That's right. Well, it... it Oh, my God. So, anyway, today, Speaker McCarthy, who is the speaker, the head person in the House of Representatives, has decided that, yes, indeedy, we need to have an, what do they call it, impeachment inquiry. So, that sent the... Wait, 
into Trump mm-hmm. or Biden? Biden. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Trump supposedly supposedly he's not a president, so he, how can you impeach someone who's not the president? Supposedly. <laughs> very very well put. <laughs> no, it's yeah. my, it's the Biden family, and it came out this morning, and then Uh-oh. I was looking at uh, the thought was it no it was Caputo or somebody, but. They started showing the response of the CNN and MSNBC, you know, those people. Oh, my God. They've lost their minds. They, they have absolutely lost their minds. All right, let's get the agenda here. You know, what, what's actually come down? These effing fools impeached the President of the United States, Trump, twice. In both cases, they lost. Why did they lose? Because there was no evidence to begin with. Okay? Now, you've got McCarthy, who has been, since he got into the, you know, until the Republicans took over the House. And they took over the House in that they've got more Republicans in the House than Democrats, but not by much. The, the situation is, is that a good number of Republicans are actually what we call rhinos. They're Republican in name only. They actually think and act and behave as if they're leftist. So it's a very, very delicate majority, let's put it that way. Um, so anyway, they, they've been looking into this. Now, let's just take a, and this is just off the top of my head, what kind of evidence do they have concerning the business of the Biden uh, what do you call it crime family okay and I said this early in the game I said that I I thought that that uh, what's his face what's his son's name Hunter I felt that Hunter was being used and abused by his father I said how can you possibly lose a computer that has got the most damning information concerning the President of the United States activities that in a honestly convened group of sane Americans would call treason. Treason for a lot of reasons. It's very specific in the Constitution that you can impeach and not only impeach but indict somebody who has sold the United States out to a foreign country. So it starts out with this computer. There was noise before this, but the computer. And the Facebook and all the other places that people would have found out more about this, it was deemed by 51 or 52 former CIA, head of the intelligence communities, all these people got together and said it was uh, Russian disinformation. And so then all the social media said this is not, this is Russian information, this is not true. In reality, it's very, very true. And the reality is, is the FBI knew it was true. Because before any of this became public knowledge, 
the guy who owns the computer repair shop, as he's as he's going, he probably shouldn't have been going through it like he did. But what the hell? He's the repair guy. He starts to notice in the documents that there is a lot of things in there, and I'm sure that once he got reading, he couldn't stop. Plus the fact that the computer was full of pornography, full of pictures of uh, Hunter Biden using drugs. It was just, you know, it's called the computer from hell for a reason. So he gave it to the FBI, but he had had a backup. Apparently he backed up the drive because he knew he was in deep kimchi here. So he gives it to the FBI. The FBI sits on it for a year and a half. And then he gets, I don't know why he wasn't killed. He, he gets it in his head that this is very damaging information. The man who looks like he might be president of the United States is a traitor to the country. So he goes to Giuliani the prior governor of New York, uh, mayor of New York City, the prior lawyer to Donald Trump, and the lawyer that was sent to the Ukraine under D- Donald Trump to try to figure out what the Bidens were doing in the Ukraine. So he sends it to that, them. It turned out Giuliani's entire office was being listened to by the feds. And they realized immediately that Giuliani had the had the doc had the had the laptop from hell. But at the same time, and I'm not exactly sure if it was Giuliani that gave it to the New York Post or if this computer guy gave it to the New York Post. But the New York Post ended up getting the computer database in that computer too, and they started going through it like, you know, honest news people would do and they began to completely understand that this was this was this was real and it implicated hunter biden in business arrangements between china the ukraine uh what was the other ones there was two other countries that were deeply involved in this i can't remember what they are and so they write an expose on the on the laptop and as soon as they do facebook took them oh twitter it was twitter the first thing that happened was twitter took them off just canceled their this is the new york post it's one of the most influential newspapers in the world they took them off of twitter and then they disappeared off of facebook everything they every place that they were they disappeared and so now the New York Post is sitting there with all this information that nobody wanted to listen to. So, um, oh, her name is Divine. Uh, what's her first name? Dolly, do you remember? Uh, begins with no. an M. It begins with an M. The, the lawyer? No, this is the newspaper lady. The one oh, that was oh, for the know. Post. She She was a writer on the Post, and she's the one that sort of was overseeing this investigation. So she wrote a book on it. And so the book has got a whole bunch of factual information. If you want to find out what's in, you know, what they're, they're, they're continuing to look for, she's covered it very well in that book. So they've got that package of evidence that's been out there 
well, for at least a year, maybe more. I'm talking about, what, you know, how can these idiots at the, these other news places say there's no evidence? So you've got that piece of evidence. So that then McCarthy and those guys come in, and in three different, you have different uh, committees within the House that have different jurisdictions over. Essentially, the, the House is responsible for overseeing the operations of the United States government, not in the day-to-day operations. That's part of the executive branch. But they're there as watchdogs to make sure that what is being done is being done, you know, legally, A, and within the confines of what is intended by the Congress itself, the House itself. So these watchdog committees in three different categories uh, all started looking at the Hunter Biden thing. And nobody was going after Hunter Biden. They were going after Joe. Because Joe, when this whole laptop started out, he said, I never talked to my son ever about any of his business dealings. Well, he lies all the time, but this was a popper. Because there was so much detailed information regarding the fact that that's exactly what he did. You know, that he was, everything that, that Hunter was doing, Joe was right there. So when he says it, there wasn't a real definite connection that you could hard stamp as being proof, except in the computer, in the laptop from hell, there was a email that Hunter Bar- Biden sent, and, well, it was... It, he, it wasn't he didn't send it. It was it was sent to him, but it was he he it was in response to what he had said, and so they, it says that ten percent of this particular money exchange that the email is regarding, that ten percent of it goes to the big guy. Okay, and you know who's that? Well, it's Biden. Um, I mean Joe Biden. So. It was there, but again, you know, within the confines of the law, it's, you could say, oh, no, you don't really have proof. Okay, so we'll put that aside. But what happened was that when the House began their investigation, they actually began by reviewing the testimony that was not given in a court of law nor to a congressional group of people. It was given to Tucker Carlson. And this man worked for, with uh, Hunter Biden. And he said, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, this was a scam of theirs. Hunter would go to China. If you do this for me, if you pay me $3 million, then I can get my father to be very, you know, China, China favor. He favors China. And... Then he goes to the Ukraine, okay, and there was an oil company in the Ukraine that actually hires Hunter. He hired Hunter and he hired, uh, I can't remember his first name, Archer. Archer and Hunter are both working for Burisma, the oil company. In the Ukraine, there was an ongoing investigation at the national level based on what the prior 
president or premier, whatever the head of state is called there, um, before Zelensky, he had set up this anti-corruption investigation. And so the attorney general of the Ukraine was involved in that particular program. And he went after Burisma because they had just so much really, I mean, I don't know the details of it. So now this guy, the attorney general of the Ukraine, is going after Burisma and Hunter Biden's involved in this, uh, what he's going after, because it was bribery and breaking laws, all sorts of things that Burisma was involved in. So then we get um, Archer testifies, and he says, before the uh, House committee, and he said that without a doubt, um, it, the, Hunter was selling Joe Biden's ability to do things, and that there was a meeting between uh, Burisma and Hunter, and I think Archer was there, and I, it was it was in a weird place like India or someplace, and they had this me- meeting, and Archer said that in that meeting, Burisma said to uh, Hunter, you got to get us some help from Washington. Well, who's going to help in Washington? Biden. So five days later, Joe Biden goes to the Ukraine on an official visit because he's about to give $1 billion, $1 billion to the Ukrainian's new president, Zelensky. But he says to Zelensky, if you don't fire that prosecutor who's going after Burisma, then you're not going to get the money. And I'm leaving in six hours. If you haven't fired him in that time, I'm going to I'm going to just take the money back with me. And actually, Zelensky supposedly have said you can't do that. And so Joe said, call Obama and ask him. That's that's well, <laughs> we know that because Joe, in all of his idiocy. Even before the 2020 election, it was like back in, I don't know, 18 or something. I, maybe maybe not as that far back, but, you know, Joe got on, um, oh, what was that thing? Uh, it, it's a big political group, oh, God, what is it? It's, I know it, too. But it's this... The Democratic Party? No, no, it's um, the Council of Foreign Relations. Thank you, Dolly. Oh, the, com- the, <laughs> the Council of Foreign Relations. And he gets before this televised, or at least it was recorded. I don't know if it's televised, but recorded. And he and we did this. We actually played that tape back when it when when it came out when in the the twenty twenty election was, you know, trying to get going. And he got up in front of all these people and t- told them the story I just told you that he went with $1 billion, told the guy if he didn't fire this uh, prosecutor that they wouldn't get their $1 billion. Says it right out in public. There it is, right on record. What he didn't say is that he, he and his son were paid, I think it's $3 million apiece from Burisma to do this little thing. So what happens? The prosecutor is dismissed. The uh, case is dropped and that's it 
You know, I mean, nobody looks into it any further. It just is is completely dropped. Then Donald Trump comes along, and he has a conversation with Zelensky, and the perfect, you'll hear it referred to as the perfect call. Now, when this all started happening, we did a show on it. We had the actual transcript that was made of the president's conversation with Zelensky. And the president said to to Zelensky, basically, uh, can you take a look at this situation with the uh, attorney general that, you know, Biden fired? It wasn't that explicit. It was just like, you know, just take a look at this and see if you see something funny going on there. Well, because of that, very, you know, just check into it type of thing. Um, that's where this, the, I think the second, maybe it was the first, but one of, one of the two uh, indictments occurred over that particular statement, which we now know is absolutely true. Okay? Because all this other stuff has come out. Well, maybe, was it two weeks ago? Schoenlander or something like that is the prosecutor's name he was interviewed who did the interview with him was it I don't even remember who did the interview with him that's weird but anyway he was interviewed and the question to him was why haven't you talked spoken out in public before and he said, because nobody asked me. You're the first people that have asked me to give me give my story. And he confirms that he was after Burisma and that he believed that the you know investigation would uncover very, very troublesome activities by the Bidens. So the man that you know they claimed was uh uh that he wasn't doing his job, that he wasn't working on corruption, that he himself was corrupted. What happened to him? Well, he lost his job and right now is on a pension in a war zone. And, and you know, the, the question, I wish I could remember who asked it. The question asked was, have you tried to go through the courts? You know, and he said, it takes money, and I don't have any money. I live on a pension. So I thought it was Tucker who asked him the question. It might be. It might be. T- I want to say Tucker, but I, I don't see. I'm in my mind. I'm but not seeing it on. on what Tucker? Uh, Tucker went to the Ukraine to talk to this man. No, it was done over. It was not done in studio. That's why I don't think it was Tucker. I think it was somebody else. Oh, I know who it was. It was uh, it was um, Brian Kil- Kilme. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. Brian Kilme that did it. Yes. And he was shocked. He Kilme was shocked. Was absolutely shocked that, that how, uh, what happened to this guy and why no, why, he, what do you mean we're the first per- people that have asked you? You know? Um, that's who did it, and it was, and it, and it got a lot of blow up in Fox, but it was only for a couple of days, and now it's dropped off again. I was thinking about that a couple of days ago. I wonder what what's up with that, because my suspicion is is it's not been dropped, and that you know. So, but anyway, 
So now you've got Hunter's partner saying, yes, Joe Biden was involved in this scheme. Yes, they were taking bribes from foreign countries to do favors for those foreign countries. And the the Congressional House, they started to essentially research what was being said by trying to follow the money. So they were able to subpoena the uh, records from 10 different banks that had that the Biden family, all right, you know, there's nothing that they sell, there's no services they provide, and yet they're making a tremendous amount of money from foreign entities. The other problem associated with this is that when you're doing business with foreign entities, you have to register as a foreign agent with the U.S. government. But Hunter never did that. So he could be bought, brought up on very, I mean, felony charges. But they, they've, they haven't done any of that. So that's one. Two, Hunter's involved with buying a gun lying about the fact that he was not a drug user and then his girlfriend afraid that that Biden was going to shoot himself took the gun and threw it in a trash can outside of school <laughs> and it was found reported they knew who it was he should have been brought up on felony charges he wasn't as a matter of fact the guy who sold the gun to him had a visit by people saying they were Secret Service who wanted the records of the sale and the guy refused to give it to him. No, no, that's, you know, I can't do that. That's a red, you, you can't. I've been in the arms business. You can't, you have to have those documents, the, the sale document, could forever. You keep it forever. You don't throw, up any, throw out any paperwork. Or give it to the Secret Service. So the Secret Service was trying to clean house? They were trying to clean any, any damning evidence on the Bidens? That's, that's what it looks like, Walt. Okay? Mm. So, the, like I say, the House came in, they started investigating this, and they get 10 of over 20 different banks that were associated with different companies that Hunter had in operation. So they've got all of these tiny little companies that don't do any, they don't produce anything, they don't give any services. All they do is take in money. And then they send it to another one of these little companies. And then that company takes it and sends it to another one. <coughs> Excuse me. And then it finally is dispersed to the Biden family. Now, nowhere do you find Joe getting a check for it, but you find his grandchildren getting a check for it, his siblings getting checks, and we're talking checks, you know, $100,000, you know, I mean, like a lot, a lot, a lot of money, okay? And they're all tax-free? All of it is tax-free? Well, according to the Bidens, because that's the other charges that Hunter Biden's up on, is that they didn't pay taxes on any of this. Okay. But so, I, I thought they were immune. They're immune to everything. They're universally immune. Well, they are based on how much anybody's gone after them. But <laughs> Hunter Biden's got so many 
problem. So they they investigate him, and that's when you got that bizarre deal uh, that got thrown out by a judge. Thank God that judge was there. Um, and the guy that was the, the the federal prosecutor is a guy by the name of Weiss. So Weiss and his people concoct this agreement with Hunter Biden on the gun charges and on the tax evasion. And the judge is looking at this document that is a plea deal that Hunter is agreeing to. He wants the plea deal. And she gets into it and she starts finding this writing, you know, this this proposition and she, it doesn't make any legal sense to her. So she says to Weiss, have you ever seen this kind of a, I don't know what she called it, uh, you know, this kind of thing uh, in a legal document isn't before? That, isn't that what they re referred to as a writ? A what? A writ. A W-R-I-T-E. I don't want to get into that, those legal things because it, it, there's all sorts of things regarding all that. But it was a statement in the official document that was the plea deal between Hunter Biden and the federal government. And when you look at it, it's an agreement that was, they did it off, you know, they did it together, then they bring it before the judge. But the judge looks at it and goes, uh, this isn't, this isn't legal. I've never seen this before. And what they were doing is essentially, they were wiping out everything concerning uh, the the, the, the gun thing and giving him some kind of a, I don't know a, just you know one of those things where you got to do co community service or something a very bizarre nothing thing and it should have been a fel felony and they said he would never be charged again for anything well that was that yes that was what she didn't think was really kosher Everything else, the tax documents, the facts that he wasn't a federal registered agent, all of that stuff was in this document. You couldn't, you couldn't go after him. It was going to be written off. So the judge says, I, I'm not going to approve this. You go back and you guys talk amongst yourselves. So immediately Weiss is like backing off from this uh, blanket uh you know, get out of jail free card, and he he backs off of it, and so then Hunter's lawyers say, "Well, we're not going to go along with this. We 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 we're taking back our uh, uh, guilty plea, right?" But she had already asked Hunter Biden, "Did he get money from China?" And Hunter Biden said yes. So in a court of law you have evidence from Hunter's own mouth that he got money for some services or products that nobody can determine what that was. He admitted it in a court of law. And that was another thing that Joe said. My son never took any money from China. So you've got all these bank records showing money flowing through a number of different banks and companies to hide the money. All right, the guy in Burisma, he's he supposedly said that yes, we had paid uh, three million to 
Joe and three million to Hunter, but that they had put it through uh, such a, a huge amount of malarkey that it would take ten years to figure out what really happened, where the money came from, where it went. That's what the guy from Burisma said. So now they got the bank records and they can see where it went. It came in from China and through all this marching through all these different places ends up in the Biden family accounts. They have got 10 more banks that they've subpoenaed that last I heard they're, they're, they're being stonewalled, which is why they have been forced into this open inquiry regarding a, an impeachment because they s supposedly, to my understanding, if they have an impeachment inquiry ongoing, then their subpoena power is greater and they can't be denied a lot of documents that the Biden's federal government is refusing to give them from the FBI to, you know, so <clears throat> in the middle of this thing, you've got these two IRS guys who were working on the Hunter Biden problem of the taxes. And they came before the Congress and testified that they had Hunter on millions and millions of dollars worth of old taxes that was allowed to expire. In other words, this was from, I don't know if it was 15, 16, it was earlier, and there's a, a run-out clause, you know, what it times out. You can't, you can't impeach somebody after a certain amount of time. I forget what that's called. But, so the, they... The thing of limitations? Yeah, the limitations on the time. And what happened was that the IRS people have got this guy on a huge amount of tax burden and the prosecutor, Weiss, let the uh, time limit run out so that those years where the most of the money came in couldn't even be looked at anymore. Okay. Oh, the statute of, the statute statute of limitations. limitations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So the whistleblowers tell this, and they said, but they were also continuing with the rest of the thing in, in the, you know, the ones that were still alive. And all of a sudden, they, they basically were told to cease and desist the IRS. And that's why they blew the whistle, because they felt that this was a massive cover-up. And so, because they came out and they said what they said, that's when they rushed that uh, plea deal through. They all of a sudden had this deal cooked up, and that's when the judge said, this doesn't make any sense. So now that thing has been thrown into limbo, and Hunter is being investigated by a special prosecutor that was named by the Attorney General of the United States who named Weiss, the same guy that's been trying to keep him from going to jail or having any tax debt for the last, what, five years or more? So it's so dirty. I mean, you can't look at the evidence and not see that this is a complete cover-up of a man who has committed treason. All of this stuff with, with China, 
you know, letting China bring in fentanyl through the borders. China buying up all sorts of American land. China buying up businesses. I told you back in 12, 2012, in that time frame, I found out that the Chinese had bought up every one of my, the people that I'd been working for for 10, working with 10 years, our supply of aluminum. All of a sudden, they're all been bought up by the Chinese. The, the, the company, the American company that was making pins, steel pins that require the, their uh, high standard steel pins, they're like nails that you use when you're bringing metal together. And these pins, he, they, they told me, they said, we can't get the, the raw um, metal to be able to make the pins. And I said, why? And he said, because the Chinese have, built, have bought it all up and they won't sell it to us. And if you don't have those pins, you can't make a rifle. <laughs> In our case, it was grenade launchers. It's integral to the making of those kind of things. So the Chinese are all over us. We've been bought and sold. When I was in junior high, it was going around. My parents were even uh, th their group of friends. China's buying up all our country. Yep. And, and at that point, it was in the, uh, like in Colorado and the states around there. And uh, they were all upset. China's buying up our country. We've got to stop this now. And, and I don't remember hearing how they tried to stop it or anything like that, but they were sure yelling about them buying it. Well, they didn't stop them, and they bought it. They bought the country. Yep. Yeah, so... Somebody asked me on the Say What Show, I didn't see it until after the show was over, why it was that my best friend who lives next door to me, who is a metaphysician, who um, we, we had uh, experienced a, a incarnation at the same time, you know, and we knew each other in a past lifetime, and we remember it. I mean, we clearly remember it in detail. Why is she you know, so anti-Trump and for Biden. Well, if these people only see the presentation being made on mainstream media, they don't have a clue. You know, what, what, what does she know about the Hunter Biden? Oh, it was Russian disinformation. That's all she knows. That's all they tell her. They don't know about the evidence. So, to be able to present the evidence the Congress has not got much of a decision to make here they try to you know set up an inquiry now it's not an impeachment it's an impeachment inquiry it's let's look at this to see if we should impeach how much evidence is out there and you've got Republicans in the House that are saying oh no 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 we can't do this rhinos bought off so it's going to be a very I'm hoping to God that they can at least start, you know, I hope it gets past the inquiry at least, because then they can hold 
public meetings and present the information, the evidence directly to the American people. So that's what's happening, and that's, you know. And I heard they are going, uh, <coughs> McCarthy um, is not going to go for more money so they can keep Congress open. They're going to end up shutting down this year. So they said, I don't believe a word of that. Well, see, that's where the power of the Congress comes, is that they could actually say, FBI, you won't give us the documents. We're not giving you the funding. Yeah, they bribe them. That's well, bribery. It's not bribery. It's, it's you're not doing your job. And it's bribery, too. No, it's just telling them. I'm not. Would you pay? Right. Would you pay the lawn man who said I I mowed your lat gra grass and you look out and you go, no, you didn't. Yeah, but you're gonna pay me anyway. You know, yeah. I mean, this is just like, I'm I'm pissed off at them that they haven't taken their money away from them from the from the get go. Yeah. But of course, it takes a vote, and if you haven't got the vote, you haven't got the vote. So just. In your, you know, in your daily lives, throw love blankets at all those people in the Congress that they wake up. You There's know, too much uh, lobbyists around for them to be able to get the boat. The lobbyists are throwing their money around like it's water, and uh, so they aren't getting honest. Well, they necessarily. We haven't had an honest uh, person in government for, I don't know, ever. Um, but that's why they aren't going to get the votes they need, because they're bought off so easily. Well, there's one honest politician. His name is Trump. <laughs> yes. We know that, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just wanted to run that down for people out there that wouldn't probably have a clue because you don't have the time to watch all of this stuff like I do. It's my job. And now now Walter knows. <laughs> Not that it makes a difference. <clears throat> so so, what's so I guess Biden is the champion in this war because no matter what he does, he doesn't get, doesn't have to go to jail. This man, you know, I don't know if he's a clone or not, but he is the most embarrassing leader of any country at any time. He went to Vietnam, and all he did was mumble. I mean, I couldn't figure out what the hell he was even saying. He's doing this speech. And, I mean, he was like, can somebody help me out here? I don't know where I am. And he then he finally said, I'm going to bed. And he left. <laughs> Walked out on a press that, conference. I'm going to bed. It's like, that reminds me of Dana Carvey when he did a, an imitation of uh, George Bush, the George Bush father. Uh, when we, I remember seeing it on TV. There was, there was a, um, a debate. And... For some inexplicable reason, George Bush would come up with these statements that meant nothing at all. Like, he says, 
I'm all for I'm all for the people because the people you remember is a thousand points of light. It's like what is he talking about? <laughs> and actually they used that and they made they made fun of it and there were a lot of comedy shows. Uh, for example, there was one that said, "Are you terrified by a thousand points of light?" <laughs> because nobody could understand what the hell is he talking about. So that's that's what Biden is reminding me of. He would come up with these one-liners that, "What is he talking about? Is he on drugs? He's uh, drunk or something?" It's beginning to, to look like that. He's he's. He's in, but when, he's, whenever, whenever, when everything else fails, just pretend you're crazy. Nobody will touch you. He's in Vietnam, <laughs> and he can't remember where he's in. And he starts mm. to say something about to guarantee the rights of Vietnam, all right? And <clears throat> instead, he says some weird thing. I don't even remember what it was. A geographic place in the world that didn't have anything to do with Vietnam. And then he corrected himself. Uh, uh, the Southern Hemisphere. The southern hemisphere of the world. <laughs> what, what so he went to Australia, not Vietnam. <clears throat> I, I mean, and you know the the thing of it is, is that it's painful to watch. It really is, and all I can do is tell you that his wife Jill, she's as demonic as they can be, because for her to allow her husband to be put through what he's being put through and to look like the babbling idiot that he is to me I mean how could you do that to somebody you supposedly love he's the laughing stock of the world and the and the point is is that right now a lot of people aren't laughing they feel bad for the guy except God for I him. think <laughs> it's all a show, part of the show see they want to, to try to get him to act as stupid as he can and as brainless as he can, just and to fall and clumsy as he can. I, I think this is part of the show to try to get people to say, what the hell's going on here? Well, it, <laughs> it would work, except the only place you see all this stuff is on Fox. The, if, if you, the, I didn't see anything that the mainstream media said, but... They normally say things. Wasn't he impressive? Oh, he's so inspiring. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you you just watch this guy <clears throat> bumbling and fumbling, and then you listen to these people. So why doesn't my friend understand the dangers? Because she's only watching the lies, fake media, and that's an ignorant person. An ignorant person is somebody that does not know something. And all of these people out there don't know something. And every time they try to get it out so that people know something, something happens that they don't hear it. So right now you've got the what we're talking about with the Congress. But these court cases that they've put up, again, if, if you want to think in terms of what you're talking about, a conspiracy to inform, okay, these court cases are just like made to order. Because, especially in Georgia, the buffoon over there and the court case, what they've set up is that he <clears throat> he's guilty, Trump, because he knew that the 2020 election was legitimate. 
but he told everybody it wasn't. And you know that President Trump believes that it was illegitimate, without a doubt. <laughs> and Mike Lindell has proven that point. Oh, with all the facts that he brought together in that presentation. But they wouldn't let those facts be brought before a court of a court of law. And yeah. It, and again, that's because they kept throwing them out on the concept of okay, you go in and you say, uh, "I'm an American citizen, and the 2020 election was uh, uh, fraudulently stolen from from Donald Trump." Well, okay, but how are you injured? how am I injured? You stole the election and you've got this buffoon in there that shouldn't be there. But how are you personally been hurt? Did well, you, look be- at what it's done. He's raised our taxes. Well, yeah, He's I, letting these murderers in our country. What do you mean, how has he hurt us? I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that, Dolly. That's true. But that's why the courts are throwing it out. You didn't have what they call standing. Okay, it's all fraud. They th- so people say, well, they've tried to bring this information between the courts, and the courts keep throwing it out. They keep throwing it out because of this stupidity of, well, did it hurt you personally? And then they throw it out. It was never heard. There's never been a hearing in a court of law on the evidence of the stolen election. But now, because of the Georgia in particular, the Georgia uh, case, what she's saying is that he knew... It, that the election was legitimate. So the only way that he can prove that he's innocent is to prove that what he said was true, that it was not legitimate. So they have opened up the door for Lindell to p- present the stolen election scenario. You see, they stepped in it again. And, you know... The, the 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 federal court case up in D.C. regarding the January 6th thing. They're claiming that Donald Trump was somehow an instigator in the January 6th fiasco. Well, if he wanted to have an insurrection, if he was leading an insurrection, if he was convincing people to have an insurrection, why the hell did he offer 40,000 National Guards people to come to Washington on January 6th and protect the Capitol that was turned down by Pelosi. Whatever and now them. it's been proven that Pelosi was the ringleader of January 6th. This just makes me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it, happened to the four brothers thing? I'm sorry to change. I don't mean to change the subject. It's just I just remembered. It got thrown out. Was, it got thrown out on standing. Oh. Okay. So non- I. I have, yeah, I haven't uh, kept up with it, but it's still a viable legal position. You know, if they ever get their shit together to do these things right. So, um, I mean, all these cases that they've tried to bring out were rejected on standing so my understanding is if they could refile if they could prove that there is something that you know standing wise but the you're going to go before the same people they'll find out so so the only way to do it is to clean house you know get rid of all these judges all of this you're going to have to destroy everything before you can build it up again are there good judges yes 
absolutely. But the way they manipulate it so that the Trump people are all before... I mean, the woman who's prosecuting in, um, in D.C., who was it last night? I think it was uh, one, of, one of the Fox people started to list the... Oh, I know, it was uh, Levine. And he was listing the things that she has said in public that go contrary to the actual regulations and requirements for a judge. So she's not even eligible to be the judge on the case. But she's the judge on the case. Are you talking Fanny? What's no, her deal? No, no, I'm talking about the, the district attorney of Washington, D.C., the one that brought the charges. The judge. Oh, I thought I'm that was I'm Fanny. No, 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 no. That's Fanny's in Georgia. This one is the oh. judge. This one is the judge for the Washington D.C. case. Oh. You know. So I mean, it's all. It, it, it's it's so convoluted and it's all falling apart. And when Trump was asked by Tucker, "Do you think there'll be a civil war?" He said, "I don't know." And I kind of am there too. Hey, what time is it? Oh, we only got. But if, you, but if you start a civil war, who's 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 attacking who? What the population is going to be attacking who? Some some other? What what what's what? It's going to be a chaos a chaos of a free for all? Or what what? <clears throat> well, you, you, the civil war will be to, between the people of the United States and foreign entities masquerading as government officials of officials of the companies, the corporations one of the things that is part of the scenario of control is the fact that in your local governments, one of the problems of trying to get anything through your local governments is that they have made contract agreements between private businesses if you look at, at what's happened to local government, you'll find out that there is a lot of lobbying, a lot of money control over public government at the county and uh, city levels. This is something I hadn't really considered until I was listening to uh, Aman Jabi, and he was talking about this aspect of it, is that if you... If you okay, let's just say the five G situation. If you go before, and this happened in Teo, uh, Mexico, New Mexico, the um, the people tried to stop the five G installations in their area of Teo, Mex New Mexico. There was over three hundred people in the uh, county meeting room, and they basically were shot down completely. And the government just said, we don't want to hear it, and passed it. And the reason is, is that they were already bought and sold by the companies that were putting those 5G antennas in. So if you if you got private government, private companies that have already bought out your, your public representatives, you don't have a government. So what, what, where's, the, where's the revolution going to occur? It's going to occur in every single city, every single county, every single state, and the federal 
levels too. And I personally hope that that's, that that's a viable alternative because if it isn't, well, then that just means that the American people have put their butt, butts in the air and are getting absolutely screwed. And, you know, what's the outcome of that? I can tell you. We're all dead or we're all brainless. Take your pick. But I don't personally think that any of that's going to happen because I see too much. I'm, I'm not ignorant. I see that they have the evidence. I see that, yes, now what you're seeing is the people that are absolutely brainless, that they're evil as can be, that they're liars like, you know, and can the people, you know, say, you know what, we're going to elect people that are citizens of the United States, not foreign agents. And it can be turned around rather quickly. But again, I don't know if it'll be done that way. We'll see. We'll see. We're just over a year out from the 24 election, but I don't even think we can go that far. I always wonder if we'll even make it into the next month. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. You know, there's not going to be a nuclear war. We talked about that on the Shungite show. Is that <clears throat> there's too many, let's say, when you start messing with nukes, you not only affect your reality, you affect other realities and other dimensions. And you can either be, believe that or not. But because you can't break that kind of universal law, the let's say the, the ET family has been given the right to interfere with what's happening on Earth. Not because they give a crap about human beings, I don't think but because they give a crap about their own beingness. And if they, if we had a massive nuclear war that killed everybody on the planet, okay, big deal. No, because you would have done damage to your, your bubble of reality in the universe, if that makes sense. Anyway. Well, I'm not worried about it because Dave has said it's, gonna, it's okay. And yeah. I see him, and I hear him, and I, I know he has no fear about it when he says, it's going to be okay. Just keep sending love blankets. It's going to be okay. So that's why I don't get panicky. I'm just curious as to how long is this crap going to go on? <laughs> I can't give you that answer. But anyway, so uh, let's just take a break here, and I'm going to do Somewhere Over the Rainbow. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. 
After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, Tell you I will, and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi Elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And welcome back to Cosmic Reality for September 12th, 2023. Um, during the break, I looked at the uh, comments. Hi, Ryan. How are you doing? Thank you for being here. He suggests that maybe the uh, uh, adversaries would be globalist versus nationalist, perhaps. And I think that would be the outer version of it. But it really is between those who believe in Satan and those who believe in God, in my opinion. Um, he, uh, he said, I just had to add something here on previous show topic of Gay Obama. The Bohemian Grove is an all-male gay retreat. There is a recording of Nixon complaining it was the gayest place he'd ever been. It seems that most or all of these Bohemian Grove attendees are gay or bisexual. The it sounds, it sounds like a Catholic meeting because that was a uh, my friend's uh, it, my my father's friend who was in the seminary to become a priest. He got out because of that, because of all the blatant uh, sexual activity going on. So he says, "I didn't sign up for this," and he he left the seminary because of that. Well, unfortunately, it's very true, but um, the reason that we were talking about it in part was because Tucker Carlson interviewed this man who back before the uh, <clears throat> Obama election, oh wait, had contacted the Obama campaign to tell him, them, that they had better be careful because he had actually been smoking crack with Obama. 
Now, that's what he told the campaign, and I'm not going to get into what happened after he did that. Well, I will tell you what it was. So <clears throat> that's the letter that he sent them, and nothing happened, and then he gets this call from this person who is openly admits that he and Barack Obama had been having an intimate affair for he didn't he said I don't know how long he said just he said we've had a long-term intimate affair he's talking to Tucker Carlson and the man ended up a few weeks later being murdered okay it's interesting they murder people around these people who seem to be you know protected by God's light or something now this man is very gay he is very open about his gayness he said that he was at five years old he was acting gay he said he's never hidden who he is and whatever it's now wait a minute the guy who had the affair with Obama was murdered yes the the one that had, oh. had the long term affair with him after oh this God. after this whistleblower gay guy had had a conversation with him on the telephone um a, a couple of them actually I think he said two or three but <clears throat> the thing of it is is that I highly recommend that you listen to him when I first saw it I was like you know as a matter of fact my friends were here and I said to Peter you want to listen to this guy and he was like no. Well, he should have, because if if you look at what the situation is regarding the homosexuality of Obama, I don't care one way or the other if he was homosexual. That doesn't have any effect. But the fact that you would hide this, the fact that he was using crack, and he was a he was on the. Um, I don't know, the, the, the position, the political position, I don't know if it was the city or the state. He was already a congressperson either, at the, I think, at the state when all this was happening. It's a fascinating presentation, and the, and the guy, he just comes off as unbelievable. I mean, totally believable. In 08, he had a, a, a lie detector test. I mean, you know, it was just, it was shut down. They, nobody wanted to have this information out there at all. But I highly recommend that you listen to it because it'll give you a perspective on maybe who this guy is, Obama. Because the, the man talking was, is one of these people who grew up picking tobacco. He's come from the very bottom of the economic stratosphere and has been gay all his life, has nothing to lose or gain by talking about this, except for the fact that Tucker said something to him, and he said, I didn't trust him. And Tucker said, what do you mean you didn't trust him? And he said, you know, when you've done the things I've done, and I've had a wild life, he said, you learn how to read people. And I just didn't trust this man. He's out to find an in. He's out to find a control. He really didn't have a very good opinion of Obama at all. So, um, yeah, I suggest that everybody look at that. But right now, <clears throat> what I want to do, I know you've got a list and we will get to the list. But I, because of the conversation that we had just earlier, 
Um, Trump was, I had my two friends, okay, we're here. I, I said this on the, the Say What show. Trump was supposed to do a South Dakota rally, and it was scheduled for 5.30. We wanted to watch it, <clears throat> but we were having dinner over here with next door Sandy, who would have gone ballistic, you know, just thinking about listening to Trump. So we waited. Well, what happened was that the rally kept getting postponed and postponed. So instead of 5.30, he never went off until like 9.30, I think it was. And then it <clears throat> was a 90-minute speech that he gave. You sent uh, us a link, and it had a cut from the near the end of that particular rally. And there, you said this is when Trump broke down or something. That's what they were saying, Trump broke down. Yeah. He, he had just given uh, uh, one of his amazing, and he'd gone off script. He said, do you want me to stop reading? Oh, you know, you want me to just go off? And the audience was like, "Yes, please do this." You know, <laughs> it was an indoor. Yeah. It was an indoor. Uh, I think they said seven thousand people was the occupancy, and it was like a maybe a basketball court or whatever. So, what happened was that he he goes off script and he's saying, you know, just doing the Trump thing, and then all of a sudden he stopped. And then there was this music that started playing. Now that's where whoever it was out there that is obviously not a Trump person, you know, said Trump broke down. Trump didn't break down. I saw it. He, I know what it was. He didn't break down. He just beat quiet. I have. You want me to paste the link of that in the I've chat? Got, I've got the whole thing here. I'm going to play it. Oh, oh, okay. All right. What yeah. What happened was that in the I think it might have been the third to the end rally during 2020. For some reason, somebody in the Trump campaign decided that in his typical wrap-up, they were going to play this music. So they did. And then when he went to um, the next one, he said, because I mean, Understand that if you're somebody that's following Trump, you are incredibly loyal. I'm one of them. I listen to these rallies. Okay, I listen to them all. If, if I can possibly listen to them, I listen to them. And so he, he says to the audience there, and this was an open stadium. There was something like, I don't know, 30 or 40,000 people there. And he said, you know, the last time we did... The wrap-up, we had this music. Did you like the music? Do you want me to do the music? And everybody went crazy. Yes, we want the music. So when he stopped and the music came on, he wasn't breaking down. He was hesitating. He was waiting. Because this was a message to his devoted followers. Okay, he's back into complete... We're going to do this. We're going to do it right. It was just an amazing... And I, I knew that when it was happening, Dolly. It, it was a statement of, okay, get ready. Here we go. Right? So I'm going to play exactly what happened. Head west and settle their families on the great frontier. Life was hard and it was tough. But they were Americans. And this was, to them, God's country. I, I fully understand it. Fully understand it. This is God's country. 
nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in 50 years, where banks are collapsing and interest rates are through the roof. Likewise, we are a nation where energy costs have reached the highest in our history, where we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant as we were just a short number of years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and others for oil. Please, please, please help us, Joe Biden says. Yet we have more liquid gold right under our feet than any other country in the world. We are a nation that just yesterday heard that Saudi Arabia and Russia will be reducing their output of oil and substantially increasing the price. And we met that threat by announcing that we no longer will be drilling for oil in large areas of Alaska. We are a nation that is consumed by the radical left's Green New Deal. Yet everyone knows that the Green New Deal is fake and will lead to our country's destruction. We are a nation whose leaders are demanding all electric cars despite the fact that they can't go far, cost too much, and whose batteries are produced in China with materials only available in China when an unlimited amount of gasoline is available inexpensively in the United States, but not available in China. And now we are a nation that wants to make our great army tanks all electric so that despite the fact that they will not be able to go very far either, few pollutants will be released into the air as we blast our way through enemy territory. And also, we are a nation who wants to make our jet fighters with a green energy stamp losing 15% efficiency but allowing us to keep our enemy's atmosphere clean of pollutants while we attempt to knock out their planes all over the skies. We are a nation that ended oil exploration and production in the U.S. just as the price of oil reached an all-time high. What other country would do such a thing as that? We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. And we are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people. And it will only get worse. It would never have happened with me as your president. And for four straight years, it didn't happen. And China with Taiwan is next. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never seen before. We've got a Federal Bureau of Investigation that won't allow bad election-changing facts to be presented to the public and which offers $1 million to a writer of fiction about Donald Trump to lie and say it was fact where Hunter Biden's laptop from hell was Russian disinformation 
And the FBI knew it wasn't, but 51 intelligence agents said it was. And they knew it wasn't also. And the Department of Justice that refuses to investigate egregious acts of voting irregularities and fraud. And we have a man who is totally corrupt and the worst president in the history of our country who is cognitively impaired, in no condition to lead, and is now in charge of dealing with Russia and the possibility of nuclear war, which would be World War III and far more devastating than any of the previous world wars because of the weaponry that no one even wants to think about most powerful weapons in history. We are a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is all you get. And they are the enemy of the people. They refuse to discuss the Biden crime family, but enjoy covering false indictments of Donald Trump, who has done nothing wrong. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed and where crime is rampant and out of control like never before. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it has taken from us to build a military to more than rival our own. And less than three years ago, we had Iran, China, Russia, and North Korea in check. They weren't going to do a thing against us. And everyone knows it. They respected us greatly. Now Russia and China are holding summits to carve up the world. And perhaps most importantly, we are a nation that is no longer respected or listened to on the world stage. No respect. They think we're run by fools. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty, freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is collapsing into a cesspool of ruin, whose supply chain, this horrible, horrible supply chain, is broken and whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every single list. We are a nation where large packs of sadistic criminals and thieves are allowed to go into stores and openly rob them, beat up and kill their workers and customers, and leave with armloads of goods, but with no retribution, where the authority of our great police has been taken, where their families and pensions have been threatened, and their lives would be destroyed for the mere mention of the words law enforcement. We are a nation where fentanyl and all other forms of illegal drugs are easier to get than formula for our beautiful little babies. A nation whose once revered airports are a dirty, crowded mess. You sit and wait for hours and then are notified that the plane won't leave and they have no idea when they will where their ticket prices have tripled they don't have the pilots to fly the planes they don't seek qualified air traffic controllers and they just don't know what they're doing 
We are a nation that has lost its confidence, it's lost its willpower, and it's lost its strength. We are a nation that has quite simply lost its way. But we are not going to allow this horror to continue. Three years ago, we were a great nation, and we will soon be a great nation again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. 2024 is our final battle. With your support in this primary, we are going to finish what we so brilliantly started. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media, and we will drain the swamp once and for all. Like those patriots before us, we will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield, we will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never, ever back down. Together, we will complete the mission, we will cross the finish line, we will evict crooked Joe Biden from the White House, and we will take back this country with a righteous and magnificent victory on Election Day 2024. The great silent majority is rising like never before. And under our leadership, the forgotten men and women will be forgotten no longer. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you. Thank you, South Dakota. God bless you. God bless you all. Thank you. So, comments? All I get is silence? He makes oh. my eyes cry. Oh, he's inspiring. I mean, if, if you haven't encountered, I mean, this is who the guy is. Now, you suggested that you thought it was the real Donald Trump. Yes. Because, you know, you never got a close-up of him at all. Nope. And um, when when like the people were here and Betsy went off to do something and I 
started talking to uh, Peter, and I said, Peter, let me just show you uh, the Tucker Carlson interview with Donald Trump that I believe is a real Donald Trump and see if you see a difference. And he was like, no, he couldn't. And I felt the same thing, that I was not sure if that was the real one or not. But you think it I was real? I had no doubt. Yeah. It, it's his voice. The voice you heard right now. Right. It didn't sound like any of the other ones, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's his face. It's his shape of face. It's his mouth. It's it's his hairs. Look how gray they are now. Yeah. White. They're white. Yeah. And it's that got the same. That. It's got the same kind of shape to it, like it's the natural kind of shape that he yes. had on Tucker too. Yeah. So um, anyway, I wanted to play that because I thought I thought he made it. I mean, how can, how can you listen to that and not go? Well, yeah, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> But then he gives you this, you know, unbelievably, you know, hopeful, we're going to do this right, we're going to make it America great again type of thing, you know. I mean, it's just like, no matter what else, he's a great entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe he's so genuine. Well, I do too. That's what makes me, my eyes cry because he really means what he's saying. Yes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. It's going to be interesting to see what the whole story is. You know, the backdrop to everything. Anyway, um, okay, so let me just kind of see what's happening here. Oh, good. Somebody put in, I don't know, you're putting in links <laughs> to, uh, to Tucker. Tucker on X. Anyway, um, so you've got a list there, Dolly. Would you like to uh, go to the list? Boy, it seems so anti... <laughs> uh -huh. Anti-mood that we were in. Uh, let's see. Beyond Ravens. Oh, yeah, did you listen to Janine? No. What'd she say? Uh, Beyond Ravens. Uh, she was re doing a reading on the Cabal with different cards that are more explicit. Uh, and she was showing how the Cabal is... Uh, they're in big trouble, and they know it. And, and the ones who are left are scared out of their minds and how they're getting even nastier. And uh, she's, she hit on uh, uh, the places like Red Cross where you don't donate money. It said in there, her cards, watch who you're giving money to, these organizations because they aren't really giving the money to the people. That's what happened with the towers. So many pe people give away money, and it turns out that they, like the Red Cross had to return, I don't know how much money, because it, it never went to where it was supposed to, so people were asking to get their money back, and they did. 
But that was a big thing that happened with the towers. You must remember. No, you mean the no. twin towers? Yeah. When the know. when the twin towers came down, you know, people donated like crazy for days on end. They were donating money for the Red Cross for all these benef for all these uh, assistance, and it, and it, and it turned out that the money never went to where they were supposed to go. So a lot of people started demanding left and right to get their money back. So they had to the 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 Red Cross had a big had a big egg on their face because they had to return tons of money. Well, but I think that the reason for that, Walt, is that there weren't any casualties. They were all dead. Hmm. When my dad was in Iceland, Reykjavik, Iceland, in World War II, uh, they had an incident where the Red Cross needed to come in. I can't remember what that incident was. But dad has been bitter about them ever since because the Red Cross was charging for the blankets. Charging the soldiers? Yes. Oh my God. So some of the soldiers, if somebody didn't buy them a blanket, some of them did not have a blanket in this frigid uh, temperature. And I... I I have no respect for Red Cross, too. I worked, well, when Charlie came in, we were uh, at my work there, and that and I both worked at the same place, but in different office departments. But she and her friend Kathy put together this drive where uh, we hauled in, had, had big semi-trucks come in, and told the people about it and did advertisement in Venice, in Sarasota. And we had so much stuff that was being donated. I think we ended up with four or five of the semi-trucks right away. And then they just kept coming. The, the donations kept coming, so we had to keep getting semi-trucks. But even... I won't go that far. Uh, but the FEMA people came in with all these trailers, little little trailers, and supposedly to put people in them. And they supposedly, they were in Venice, right by uh, our company, their headquarters. And they were sitting right beside us where we had our headquarters for they were staying in places like the Hyatt, uh, the one with the R name that's a big elite-type hotel. They were going out to eat at the most expensive restaurants. They were actually turning some people away from the FEMA stuff, I got very upset and so did Annette. So I have nothing nice to say about FEMA other than they're fucking assholes. Is that when they had the, the these uh, shelters and it turns out that the shelters had been treated with some chemical that it was actually highly toxic to even uh, I, occupy them? I, I don't remember. know that. 
I don't I, know about that. I remember that that came out in the news. I didn't know either you of you guys at the time. I, I, they are not there for the people. They are there for what they can get personally to benefit them. I did not see or or or, or witness through somebody else them helping anybody. I wouldn't give to FEMA if if they paid me. <laughs> uh, I hate to tell so, you I hate to tell you this, but you're a taxpayer. They get paid by taxpayer money. Why'd you tell me that? Uh, oh jeez. Oh goodness <laughs> sake. Uh but they're awful. And uh Federal so Emergency getting, Agency. Getting back to where I Janine was saying, watch the agencies that you're giving to. She said she gives directly to people who need it, and she would recommend doing that. And uh, I agree with her. I, I stopped giving to organizations when my dad told me the Red Cross story. And so if I see somebody, just normal everyday days if I see somebody looks like they need some help I'll help them whatever way they need but I don't believe in just giving them money I say uh, if you're hungry I'll take you to wherever, McDonald's or wherever you like your food the best but they nine no ten out of ten times they said no to me they wanted money even those people you gotta watch who you're giving people to, like the people who stand in the middle of the highway on that median with a bucket in their hand. And I'm not talking about the firemen. I'm talking about regular people. Uh, you you got to watch who you're giving to if you want your money to count. But that's uh, Janine got me off on that one. Um, it was a good it was a good reading. Uh, I can put it in the chat room, the link, if anyone wants to hear that or see it. Copy. Where's, where did y'all go to? Oh, here you are. Okay. And paste. There you can. For those who come to the chat room, you can see that. Uh, where's my list now? Okay. Oh, no, that's the wrong thing. Oh, oh here we go. Uh, Mona sent a video, but I don't want to talk about that until Saturday when Mona's with us. It's it's really good, so I would suggest that you all come and listen to us on that. Now, uh, well, just just in reg- regards to that, I saw Pelosi today, and yeah. she looks twenty years, maybe twenty five years younger. <laughs> it's so obvious, and uh, it was on the five, <laughs> and and none of them commented on it. It was like, why didn't you say something about her facelift or something? I mean, it, it, and they had <laughs> had the old pictures right before that, and then they had the current one, and it was like, oh, people, can't you see this? Yeah. So anybody out there, take a second look at Pelosi and see if you think it's the same person that 
you know, has been there. Or how the hell did she get that young looking? Adrenochrome, adrenochrome. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dolly, go ahead. That's okay. It's either the, the adrenochrome stuff or uh, or an actor that they put in her place or AI stuff. <laughs> it It's not her. We know it's not Pelosi. They took her out a long time ago. Remember when I mentioned that? They took Pelosi out and watched watch the guards who are with her. That was quite a few. That was a few years ago at least. <laughs> but... But lately, they put in a new Pelosi, and <laughs> I've seen that, too. <laughs> Good thing I was sitting. I would have fallen right down on the floor. Who the hell is it? That's Pelosi? And nobody no. comments on it. It's so obvious. It's just beyond me. It's craziness all the way around. Uh, People have to start seeing this stuff. How can they not? Uh, it, it just. Uh, all right, I'm not going to talk about it because it upsets me. Um, the only other stuff I have, Nancy, is um that life is eternal questions. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, we were on what? Four or three? I think we were on three. It's always the same beings who travel together. Did we talk about that? It's always the same beings no, who travel together no, no. and participate in the different scenarios. Not well, it give, is. Give, give the audience, is give, it. Give, give the audience a brief what, what you're talking about. You just came. These are questions that you had during a, let's say, time to be quiet. You yeah, had to be quiet. quiet time. And, right. And, and these questions <laughs> just came to her. So we started with the first two on the Say What show. Or whatever yeah. show. Was it last week? I don't know. So many shows. I don't know when it was. Yeah, but anyway, um, go ahead. I was just laying in bed recuperating, and all of a sudden, these thoughts were coming in my head. And so I typed them down. And the the first thing is life is eternal, and why? And then I had all these questions. So uh, the last uh, the the one we need to go to now is is it always the same beings who travel together and participate in the diff different scenarios? Like is do we travel as a group in the different times? Uh, and if so, do do we... Why don't we realize it now? I mean, if, if we're in the same group of people, I, I know that they're different. Uh, we they're get sabotaged. We get what? I'm sorry, but sabotage. We get. We don't get. That's uh, Andrew Bartz speaks of this uh, at length in, in several different shows. He has discussed this. Is that <clears throat> uh, this is the obviously the work of the Cabal? Is that they interfere with your choice of birth? You do have a choice of what home or what group of people you're going to be born, but they interfere with it. They purposely do it so that you won't be able to get your work done. 
whatever you plan to achieve when you came to this life, very, very difficult to get any get what you want done done because you have you spend ninety percent of the, your time surviving. Just time just trying to survive is the, the best you can do because you, you're wrong you're burn you're born with the wrong people at the wrong time. Because he says if two or more members of your spiritual family were allowed to be born together, you would be such an incredible force they couldn't do anything against you. So that's one way to disempower the population. Don't let people be born where they're supposed to. And that's exactly what happened with my mother. I mean, if you saw her and, and her, the, the woman that supposedly her uh, biological sister, you say, these, there's no way these people are related. They, they couldn't be two more, two more different people. And it's because she's, that's not her family. And, and I've asked in the 15th step, you know, and yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't born on, on, with her correct people. And the same thing happened with my father. He was born in the wrong place with the wrong people. That's why they, they always called him crazy because they didn't understand anything that he spoke about. He liked, he loved books and the people in, in his family, if they ever saw a book, was a, a picture of a book someplace. <laughs> that's the level, their level of ignorance was incredible. So that's, that was done on purpose so they couldn't get their job done. So that's why in answer to your question, no, you don't get to be born with the, with your, you want to be born with your group, with your family, because that, that energy that you share as a group makes you so powerful when you're, there's two or two or more of you in the same group that it's like it, the first, the first thing you have is, uh, the 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 love the love the loving choice and oh you always have love in your life you never lack for love you don't have to be longing for it you don't have to be praying for it it's just it's a given your life is full of love but when you're born when you're born with these people that don't understand you and no matter what you do they you you can't understand them I mean that's one of the the things that you see in this life is like there is no love. You you don't even know how to you don't even know how to talk to these people. So how could you love them? Uh, if you can, you force yourself, but it's very difficult, and that's and it's done on purpose. That's that's why they specifically and when Andrew Barsha speaks of uh, cases of that like that the the case of the woman in the interview that uh, she she was a part a member in, on when he did one show. She, her question was. She had two miscarriages after before uh, before she was able to have the third baby and the and this time it took and he explained that the two miscarriages were the same it was the same baby trying to come in but they would they would they wouldn't let her come in because she was very she was very powerful and she had a very important job to do so what they did her guides is on the third time they allowed any uh, and no no particular soul to come in and, and be like a placeholder for that baby to be able to grow up healthy and naturally inside the mother but at the moment when the baby is supposed to exit the body of the mother that 
holding place that's being held in place by a, no particular soul, he leaves, and the actual soul that wants that life comes in. And that cannot be interfered with by, by the system. The system cannot, once the baby has is left the body, the mother's body, the system can't come in and kill the baby as they were used, that what happened to the two previous times. So that's how important it was for this baby to come to this woman's life. So that's why it, it would have been wonderful if we were all allowed to have natural lives. It would have been so nice, so wonderful, but that's not the case. And there many have are fortunate to have the ability to be born with with somebody that you love because you've been with them before. It's like uh, I would I would love to say my life is perfect, but it isn't because I got through so many tests and tribulations. But yeah, we've been together with my mom with so many different times during the 15 step sessions. I, I I've gone through. We we witnessed our lives together in. Uh, she was a scientist in Atlantis. Then we had another life. So at, at least at least three or four lives together, we've had. Uh, you know, we, the only difference between the lives is the roles we played. In another in another life, I was the son and she was the father. In another life, uh, she was mother again. So that we just keep changing roles, but we're still together. And that's why when you meet someone like that. You love them unconditionally because you don't have to, you know, in, when you're a human being and you're learning of people and you're meeting new people and knowing them and finding out what they're about, how they talk, how they feel, everything. It, it's a huge learning curve before you get to the point where you totally and unconditionally love those people because you know everything there is to be known about that person. But when you've been with with somebody three or four or even more lives, you know them so well in and out that you don't have no choice but to love them. Even if you're having a hard time, even if you have uh, altercations, if you if, if you have uh, fights or arguments or whatever, it doesn't matter. Above all things is the love that you share, because you know that soul inside and out. And and the thing, the other thing is that. Uh, the trust is amazing. You, the level of trust that you have with that soul, you don't have it with anybody else. Everybody else is a total stranger except this soul. This soul, you you trust to to death because you 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 absolutely know what they're about. You don't have to learn them. You don't have to get acquainted with them. You you know them inside and out. So that's the big difference I notice is when you're able to live with someone that you've been with before you have that unconditional trust and is that uh, you don't have to ask i don't need to find out about this person i don't need to investigate this person i don't need to study this person i know this person it's like me and that person is one i don't have to waste time you know learning what what are they about what do they like what do they don't like are they too are they trustworthy no you know i don't you don't have that learning curve because you've been with this person so many lives. So, and that's what you miss when you when you get a chance. Twice we've had a chance to meet briefly people that we know from before. And it's like love at first, at, at, at 
first moment, it's like you see this person is like, I know this person from before. I know you from before. And they, and they tell you, oh, I know you from before. Never met them before. I just know them. I just know them like forever. So that's that's not a stranger. No way. <laughs> when you get that, when you get to that state, you meet the the eyes of this person, and you know them for a fact, and you know them forever. And that's you've been with this soul before, many times before. When so, Bart just said that, um, did he say what his source of that knowledge is? Well, he's like you. He's psychic and he sees the other side and he gets answers from the his guidance. So it's like you. Yeah. It's like your part. Your the part. The thing is that in your case, you choose not to have the posse give you information because you you want to go the different the difficult road. You want to discover things by yourself. Well, that's yeah. your choice. That's fine. It's called free will choice. But in his case, he's using that to get a, uh, information to help people. So he does these sessions where he gets information in order, like this woman who wanted to know why this situation that she had, that she couldn't have a baby to full term, and then the third one's stuck. So what she wanted to know what's wrong with her, and she found out the reason why it was because the system was sabotaging her babies. So who is it he talks to on the other side? I don't know. I don't know the, the, the his guidance group. When the very brief times when I've had the chance to meet my guides, it's it's always three. There's always three of us. Uh, mm-hmm. But in the case of uh, Rick, who who came to my house twice, he he, he has always one guide, uh, Henry. And it's really funny because Henry, uh, Henry is 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 dressed like a. Uh, the surgeons of the uh, of the in um, you remember the pictures, the black and white pictures of like the Civil War time. Yes. The uh, the sur- the field surgeons they would dress all in the in, in this. They had the these um, uh, leather um, aprons and these white like a like a sweater, but it was. It looked like white, like made with with a wool. So it was all. It was very particular because you see it in those black and white photos. That's the way that Henry dresses. But it's always just one. In my case, it's always three. Wherever I go, there's there's always three of us, and that's why I miss I miss them so much because it's like there's something missing. I know that I know that we are three. I just don't know where they are. <laughs> Oh, so you haven't seen him this time around? No. Oh. I've only had two couple of of glimpses, like all the years back when I was studying the 15-step session, and I would get uh, glimpses. And the thing, uh, for example, with with Rick, he he would get uh, also glimpses because he he's like um like a like a Star Trek tricorder, he would see energy fields and he would describe what they what they look like and what they taste like and what they smell like and it's ultra sensitive. I mean, it's just incredibly sensitive. And uh, one time we were doing a fifteen step session, and he was seeing, he was lying down on the bed and he was seeing his guides. But at the time that he was leaving to come back into the body, he actually saw me on the other side. 
And I, I thought it was weird. That's what you're, I'm on the other side. He says, yeah, there you are. I can see you, you're right behind my guides. And I said, okay, thank you. I didn't know what to make of it. So I don't know, maybe there's a, I have a guide that looks like me. I, I don't know. Or there's another part of me that's on the other side. Don't know. Rick said that to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, when Derek was reading me, he said that there was a male and female guide that was versions of me. Mm-hmm. My guides were versions of me. Whatever that means. <laughs> Oh, that's very interesting. I know I have guides because they're different from the posse. Um, but I, the, I don't know if I've seen my guides. I can hear them or feel them when they give me a nudge, or they say in my head, "Don't do that." Whoa. Okay, I back off whatever it is they say don't do. Um, but I have so many angels around me. Well, look, look at the case of uh, you and Stan. You've obviously been together several lives before because you saw each other and it was instant recognition. You didn't have to learn each other. You didn't have to find out what he was about. He, he didn't need to find out what Dolly was about. You just looked each other into the our eyes and you knew, oh, he's finally, even you remember that even the angels said it? Yes, oh, they're finally singing. together? Yeah, they're yeah. finally together. So you've been the together. Roof so or the ceiling opened up and there were all these angels, choir angels. They're finally together. <laughs> finally they're together. And we both saw it and heard it. And, oh, yeah. I got goosebumps. <sighs> Those are the relationships you want to keep for the rest of your life. Yeah. People you've known forever and ever. Not having to learn somebody from scratch. Because you live with somebody for 30 years and you discovered, I don't know who this person is. I'm in bed with this person, and who the heck is this person? I don't know what they think. I don't know what they feel. It's like, it's horrible. It's, you feel so desolate and alone. It's just, oh, God, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, what was I saying? Oh, but I have so many angels around me. Uh some of them are the ones who came in the hospital and surrounded me to keep me away, deaf away from me. And uh, I know what those ones look like. Um, I probably couldn't describe them to you, but I could recognize. I do recognize them. Um, and I, I, they've been around me forever and ever. That's one of those feelings, you know, you know, you know. When you know, you know. (laughs) uh, Wow. But interesting, I have a follow-up question on that. Where did I put it? Oh, is there a group who are designated as the overseers of this uh, group of us that 
tries to stay together. That brings us together when uh, so is there a group of overseers that we have who are trying to make sure we stay safe and that we do eventually get together? Is this um, one of your is this one of your questions which is for yes, it's one of the, the questions no it is on it one the, of the questions that the it's forbidden for the posse to answer? Well, I didn't ask that. <laughs> well, we only, we've know. only got two minutes left here. Oh, we can ask them, okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm exhausted, I really... My, my, feel, I my feeling is is that when you go, when your group gets together, there's like, here's the plan, and it's a plan that just sets certain people into certain roles. And it's probably very simplistic, but you're, you, you do have some kind of a schematic that you're kind of following, but it can be changed in, in numerous different ways once you get on, the, on the, the voyage. And I actually think that there's many levels of this. Like I think the people that are on this show and the people that are listening to us and will listen to us um, are all part of the same, let's say, Group. Group. Yeah. Group. Anyway, would you like to say good night, Walt? Good night, everybody. It's been a wonderful night. It's been a very long and interesting discussion. And uh, I know we're going to meet again in another show. <laughs> so we'll see each other again. Um, Walt, I can't do tonight. Okay. I'm too exhausted. Okay. But, but you're I going to go them. dancing, right? No. <laughs> okay. No um, clubbing we'll, for you tonight. Okay, we may we can get together tomorrow and find out when it's convenient for okay. what okay, thanks. Well love you. Yes. Uh thank you everybody for coming and being here and and uh sharing with us. And uh, I so appreciate you all. I can't tell you enough. Love blankets. Bye bye. Reaching, reaching The unknown, unknown, unknown You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show Produced by Cosmic Reality Radio Thank you for listening to